Welcome to this Revlex podcast on innovation. Uh, this series of podcasts is built on the success of our innovation webinars and playbooks. With these podcasts, starting with the first one, we share the best practices on realizing growth through innovation. And today, we'll dive into the topic of corporate venturing. At Revlex, we partner with companies who are serious about their long-term survival and thus about innovation. And continuous innovation is a source for sustained and sustainable business growth. In this age of continuous challenges and disruption, companies must treat innovation as a core business process and an integral part of their corporate and growth strategies. We share the best practices of innovation champions, and these best practices have been derived from our many years of being active in the field of management consulting, startup and scale-up coaching, and of course, building and executing innovation growth strategies. My name is Matthijs Hosman. I'm a partner at Revlex and I'm joined by Erik de Groot. Erik is co-founder and um, partner at Revlex and has over 30 years of experience as a boardroom strategist and business partner to many international business leaders. And within Revlex, Erik is innovation thought leader and expert in the field of corporate venturing. Please join me in my conversation with Erik. Hi, Erik. Um, good to see you and uh, welcome to this podcast. Well, thank you, Matthijs. Good to be here in this uh, new series. I'm uh, really enjoying it. Very Let's good. fire away. Very good. So we're going to have a bit of a fireside chat on corporate innovation. Um, so before we get into more detail, can you explain what corporate venturing entails? Can you provide a definition or a description of corporate venturing? Yeah, sure. Um, uh, well, let me dis make a distinction here. There are two components, I think. Uh, one is, of course, to venture. What is, it, what is venturing all about? It is undertaking a risky and a daring journey. Uh, it's also a course of uh, action. And the second part is that corporate part, of course. And the corporate part is actually uh, the innovation and growth strategy uh, of a company where it uh, enters into partnerships mm -hmm. with innovative organizations in order to co-develop innovative products and services. And in our definition, by the way, uh, we make uh, a distinction here is that we say it is independent of any financial investments, whereas a lot of people in the marketplace say it's always including an investment. We say an investment can be part of it, but it's not a goal in itself. So it doesn't have to be an acquisition. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So if, if you want to make that a little bit more tangible, can you give the uh, listeners some examples of corporate venturing? Sure. Um, there are many options for partnering with start, scale-up, and grown-ups. Uh, which one is right for your organization depends on what you envision for the strategic impact and the engagement intent uh, with that uh, partner. Uh, we focus with corporate venturing on what we call challenges, and challenges are somewhere in the middle. Uh, we talk then about uh, uh, a serious and considerable strategic impact and an intent where we try uh, to partner for a longer uh, term. Examples for that you find in, let's say, incubators, labs, uh, uh, joint development programs, IP licensing accelerators, uh, and that sort of thing. And recently, uh, uh, also known venture client, which is uh, focusing on a sort of a procurement relationship with strategic suppliers that you have. I think, by the way, a very nice example that we find in uh, the Netherlands is a company uh, called uh, Nutreco. It's a global animal nutrition and aqua feed company. And uh, they have a specific department for these kind of investments and partnerships, which they call New Frontiers. And they have uh, uh, been involved in a uh, startup company 
called Mosamit, which is a spin-out of the uh, Maastricht University. Yeah, heard about that one probably. Uh, I think there's also a famous actor that, uh, that took a financial stake uh, in it uh, as well. I think so. Yeah. Uh, well, this is a company which is uh, focused on cellular agriculture. It is creating cultivated meat. You could say uh, an, a, a, a cultivated burger. They first introduced this already in 2013 and is now going into the next phases. And Utreco is, uh, is, is with them for quite some time, helping them co-develop, investing in uh, the company, and very much focused on, which is quite popular nowadays, is lowering the climate impact uh, of agriculture. Yeah, independent research shows that over 90% uh, uh, reduction of climate impact is, is realized through these kind of ventures. Okay. So in, in this sense, the, the goal of the venture is really to speed up the development process of the, uh, of the product. Would you, would you say is that, the, is that the main objective here? Acceleration is certainly one of them, uh, but in this case also it is a very strategic intent because it's, it is, it is uh, you, well, you could argue even for a company like Nitrego uh, that this, this kind of, uh, these kind of ventures are uh, disruptive for their own uh, business. So this is actually their new business model. Okay, so disrupt before begin being disrupted. Absolutely. Yeah, okay, thank you for that. Um, so in the uh, introduction, I talked about the importance of innovation for long-term survival of organizations. Um, can you explain where corporate venturing sits in the domain of innovation, realizing that innovation itself obviously is a very broad, uh, broad term and a broad definition? And, you know, and, and why do organizations need to focus on corporate venturing in, in, in the first place? Let me make a distinction here uh, where corporate venturing sits in this total of growth uh, place or, uh, or methods that you can deploy as a company. Uh, corporate venturing sits uh, next to corporate innovation, which we also call build, which is building on your own and, and leveraging your own internal innovation capabilities. And it sits also next to what we call buy, which is actually uh, M&A acquisitions, acquisitions uh, buying and integrating other companies. Yeah. And venturing is partnering. That is to partner uh, with external parties, not necessarily so a buy, and it's certainly not uh, a build. And it's our belief that in today's world, nobody can do it alone anymore. So you, you need to partner. And in this sense, is partnering always between, uh, let's say, a bigger and a smaller company, or can it be two smaller companies or two grown-up companies working together? Partnering can be with, with, with anything. It could be two grown-ups together. It could be you could partner with the startup. You could partner with the scale-up. Uh, it just depends on uh, what, what the real use case is, what, what your real intent is. Where, why do you want to partner? And then you find, of course, in the marketplace, the right partner for your goal, for your ambition. Okay. So in, the, in that sense, corporate venturing is, as you explained, different from sort of building your own innovations, uh, sort of leveraging your own capabilities, or pursuing you know, innovation, innovative uh, growth uh, strategies through mergers and acquisitions. Um, but you know, how important is corporate venturing relative to these types of growth strategies, so, um, realizing that organizations are typically geared either towards doing it all on their, by themselves or you know, uh, going out and buying other companies either uh, you know, through uh, direct stakes or, um, or, or, or partial acquisitions. How, how do you see that relative position of corporate venturing in, in, in these different types of growth strategies? Yeah. Uh, it's a good question, uh, uh, Matthijs. Um, 
And there, and there is some dynamics here. Uh, um, if, we, if we look at the current practice of today and our own research and, uh, and of other renowned institutes shows that only one third of all the organizations actively engage with the outside world. That is not a lot, of course, yeah. one third, yeah. Yeah. 30% would like to call it. Um, and other research, uh, MIT research, uh, was recently published, shows that it will become, in the next couple of years, the most important source of innovation, next to the two other ones that I just mentioned, like uh, build and, and uh, buy. Um, and, if we and if we have a closer look at the current practice, we see that uh, a lot of the organizations still fail miserably at corporate venturing. Um, Latest, latest research shows that 69% of corporate venturing initiatives do not deliver as promised or actually really fail. So that is not good. And what, and what will you describe as a failure? Well, uh, failures, there are, um, there are many. There are actually five key problems here. Why, why this fails? Uh, and let me, let me go through them just, just uh, uh, briefly. One is uh, uh, wrong selection. Uh, the same research shows that 75% of partnerships uh, with startups and scale-ups fail because of a wrong startup selection. Uh, uh, so we, you've just chosen uh, uh, the, wrong, uh, the wrong girl, partner. the wrong girl to marry, or <laughs> or partner to marry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it also uh, uh, it also shows that it's often uh, a too much a reactive kind of approach. So uh, corporates should get more out of the building, be more proactive in the field and look for uh, suitable partners. The second uh, reason is what we call poor embedding. Many venturing programs lack a structured embedding in a corporate innovation strategy, and therefore it often is just a hobby horse of a certain individual, often a CEO or a CTO, uh, uh, and that results in what we call innovation uh, theater. It lacks fertile ground, you could say, within the corporate environment. A third reason is uh, what we call is the, the legacy environment of a partner. Uh, partnering is difficult. Uh, why? Because uh, uh, startups have a different pace, uh, have, have different ways of working often than uh, the corporate has. So the corporate legacy system structures, decision-making processes, are hindering uh, often uh, a good partnership. It is like two incompatible worlds colliding. The fourth reason is what we call the DIY uh, effect. Uh, it is the do-it-yourself uh, uh, overriding culture that you see in a lot of corporates. And that can even become hostile. You, what we see in, for instance, R&D departments that are, that are actually very afraid or hostile towards external sources. Eh? We can do it better. We are better. We can do it ourselves. Why do we need a partner? Yeah. Eh? And the last and not the least is, uh, and it's not within the, within the uh, corporate environment, but it's in the whole ecosystem of startups, scale-ups, of partnering, is it's a very competitive world outside. Uh, and startups and scale-ups have so many options nowadays to choose from to go to their next level of growth. Uh, so you really need to, to step up your act. You really need to prove uh, that you're a suitable partner as a corporate. Yeah. So it, it requires a lot from the organization to be successful at corporate venturing, right? So choosing the right partner, creating the right environment for that partner to uh, 
to uh, to build their success on uh, making sure that they are well embedded within the uh, within the corporate environment. Out of these uh, sort of five you know pitfalls that you just explained, yeah. what w- what would you say is the one that you come across most in your uh, practice as being a corporate veteran specialist? Uh, well, in our in our practice, um, uh, we are hindered the most by uh, a DIY. It's it's we, we can talk about structures, processes, and we can improve everything uh, in that matter. But DIY is a real tough one because it's in the hearts and minds, it's in the souls. It's a cultural aspect. It's a cultural aspect, yeah. okay. and changing cultures. Well, yeah. I don't need to ha- <laughs> need to explain that. <laughs> that takes that takes a lot more time. Uh, and you actually do not change it over time with uh, a brand new process or even a new scouting uh, uh, process or, 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 or nice automatic tools or whatever. So in, it all comes back to that same thing of, you know, uh, having creating the right culture and then the rest will follow, right? So, okay. Boring, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Boring, predictable, <laughs> what have you. Um, okay, so thank you for sharing that. Um, Obviously, when uh, we talk about pitfalls, uh, and you know, um, there, there are important strategies for organizations to follow in order to navigate these pitfalls. Um, I'm sure that you can share some in, some insight on how organizations can improve their performance, knowing that you know two thirds of those uh, of the companies uh, actually fail miserably, as you just uh, as you just described. Um, you know, how can organizations improve their performance in in corporate venturing? What, what can you share? Yeah, we uh, we actually have found that there are four best practices in, in uh, corporate venturing, uh, also from our own uh, uh, research. Um, uh, one has everything to do with uh, what we call search, uh, um, and it is uh, very important uh, nowadays to get ahead of everybody else, uh, not only because it's so competitive, because, uh, because also the world has become bigger and bigger and bigger and more complex. Um, so you need to uh, step up your act in, in terms of uh, have a proper uh, search and, uh, and uh, research uh, everything that is uh, out there and make then the right selection there. The second one is, uh, is what we call uh, funnel management. Um, and funnel management is needed to, um, uh, to have speed in your process. And speed is at the essence, especially when you deal with startups and scale-ups. Uh, because they're way quicker than you are, of course, with your with your legacy systems and procedures, etc. Uh, so you need to uh, so you need to have your own agile process there as well for quick vetting and qualifying and making the right assessments uh, there. And what really helps here is to have a sort of a standardized workflow in place. Uh, we often install this uh, uh, at uh, clients also to bring more automation in that uh, process. And we have actually recently uh, entered a partnership with uh, Q Markets to stimulate this at, uh, at our uh, clients. Very important here is transparency, uh, collaboration, a collaboration with uh, not only the partners, but also within the corporate uh, environment, and to have it as a continuous process. A third one is what we call uh, alliance management, good alliance management. Uh, it's, well, it's like a marriage. Eh? It needs constant work and attention uh, to, keep it, uh, to keep it right. And the fourth one is uh, the, the, the business alignment part. Uh, uh, you need to be aligned with uh, the corporate. You need to be aligned with the corporate's divisions and its businesses because it's not only, uh, it's not only the headquarters uh, that you need to align with. And you need to also align with the other 
uh, processes for innovation within that corporate. So with the own build process and with the buy uh, uh, process of uh, of, uh, of M&A. And you, you just talked about uh, vetting and qualifying, um, you know, corporate venturing partners. Um, you know, just knowing from o- other industries and uh, especially in, um, in in venturing itself, um, that uh, that is a that is a, a true art and being able to vet and qualify a a partner and being able to truly assess their value. Uh, do you do you see that uh, corporates are in essence, well equipped to do this vetting and qualifying themselves, or does it require you know a specific trade or a specific set of capabilities for, uh, of people? Uh, uh, yes and yes. <laughs> that will be my answer. The, I, I think I think uh, um, uh, I think that uh, corporates are able uh, to do this, but they need to improve their processes to do this. Uh, not only in terms of accelerating the process, but also make it more objective, more data-driven versus what what you could say is the exactly. more gut feel kind of approach. So yeah, if, we, if, yeah. if, if we meet uh, a partner that we like to marry with, of course, that has nothing to do with data-driven decision-making. Uh, but in this case, uh, to select the right partner, it is wise to take a step back and to see, uh, is this the right partner uh, for us? Does it have the right qualifications? Uh, does it have the right strategic impact? And, and uh, are we as an organization also fit for partnering? Okay. Um, so... Um, obviously, this question was leading to something. Um, I'm sure that um, Revlex's uh, specific propositions for organizations who want to engage in corporate venturing and up their game and improve their uh, their performance. Um, you know, what do you offer these organizations? Where do, where do people start? Where do organizations start with? Um, oh yeah, uh, yeah. We offer quite a lot, and we also start with something which is actually very small. Um, uh, that's good innovation practice, isn't it? Uh, we, so we, we sort of uh, start with an, a minimum viable solution uh, uh, to, to, to start discovering, and it's actually a venturing discovery workshop, uh, that's how we called it, in, a, in one or two days, to start discovering where you are. So we pay attention there to the why and the what uh, of corporate venturing. Uh, we focus on your own business strategy, the innovation mix we just talked about, and how this fits into your long-term development goals. And... Next to that, we address the how. And the how starts, of course, with your current innovation practice, but in particular, uh, looking at your uh, venturing, uh, your own venturing capabilities. And um, uh, in order to assess that uh, part, we have developed uh, a sort of corporate venturing readiness assessment. And in that assessment, we actually measure you uh, and stack you up against the 25 best practices in corporate venturing. We try to understand which areas can drive venturing performance and where to improve. So at the end of the workshop, we have uh, clear insights in the specific improvement areas and venturing opportunities and a prioritization where to start, where the highest payoff is and have uh, a plan of action. Okay. And, and who would be typically involved in one of those workshops? Oh, that can be uh, that can be actually uh, um, uh, quite a number of people. But we normally start uh, with um, uh, well, you could say a top management, because if top management uh, well is not supportive uh, of uh, uh, corporate venturing, 
then uh, we also see often uh, that it, it has a high failure rate. Yeah? Um, but it's not only uh, uh, top management. And top management obviously do not have uh, a sufficient uh, time for us, but it's only a one or two day workshop, of course. We need to have the innovation leads there as well. We need to have business uh, uh, participation. Uh, so that mix of, you could say, three elements is crucial. Okay. Okay, great. So um, I think that brings us to the end of this uh, podcast. So thank you, Eric, for taking the time to talk about corporate venturing. And we will follow up this conversation with more practical cases in our next podcast. In the meantime, uh, we offer our listeners uh, the opportunity to engage in a free, no-strings-attached, 30-minute consultation with you, Eric. And um, if you are interested in, um, in doing that, uh, please send an email to info at revlex.nl and we will contact you as soon as possible. And uh, Eric mentioned uh, the Corporate Venturing Readiness Assessment. Uh, the assessment allows you to compare your organization with high performers in corporate venturing. Uh, take the assessment through our website and uh, you will get a free personalized report uh, within uh, 48 hours, which shows where you can improve your corporate venturing game. Um, and if you want to know more about corporate venturing and innovation um, at large, we have our innovation resources available for you in our fully stocked growth warehouse. Uh, the warehouse can be accessed uh, through our website, revelx.co. Uh, just click on the tab, Growth Warehouse, and uh, you will find innovation tools, templates, um, and access to self-assessments, such as the Corporate Venturing Readiness Assessment, um, and all of our other innovation playbooks, uh, amongst which our Corporate Venturing uh, Playbook, which we will publish shortly. Uh, in the meantime, thank you for listening to this podcast, and watch this space uh, for more podcasts in the near future. Oh, 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 oh,